0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. Uh, so, Kansas City Chiefs game three. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. They're certainly one of the best offenses in the NFL. They, of course, did lose Tyreek Hill. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. What first of all, like Kansas City schematically, what Andy Reid does, how how does it compare to what Scott Turner has been doing? Because we're talking we're just talking about like the game planning type of stuff and the familiarity concepts you've seen, concepts you haven't. How much of, of there is there like a West Coast crossover or any 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 concepts, just a lot of the the go to stuff for Andy Reid in that offense that will at least be familiar? To the commanders' defense, come Saturday in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, so I think you know I just kind of buzzed the first eleven plays uh, for Kansas City and just kind of was like, what what are they doing? And they did they just ran kind of a basic offense. I think the thing that kind of popped out immediately is they had a fullback in the game for I think five of the eleven snaps. One of those was short yardage, but they they were like we're we're using a fullback. And so I think back to the short yardage days for this for this team. Because Scott's offense usually doesn't have a football in it, or since he's been here, hasn't had a a fullback in in the game. On the short yardage days where there is a fullback, Alex Armour was playing fullback, the defense had a harder time fitting runs. Because having a fullback, it's so easy for the offense to add gaps, strong or weak, immediately. And that is really challenging for linebackers. And if you think back to the game uh, against the Chargers last year, the first game of the year, They ran a lot of fullback stuff and a lot of misfits. So that's something if I'm Jack, if I'm the defense, I'm kind of saying, hey, guys, let's just review our rules versus these fullback runs that we were probably expecting to see this week, right? And then in addition to that, there's a whole bunch of play actions off of that personnel grouping. So got to kind of refresh those rules for that. In terms of concept, you know, I don't think they do anything magical, but I do think Patrick Mahomes does an excellent job, and Andy Reid does an excellent job of creating space. Like the field, when you watch them, it feels huge. It feels like there's so much grass to defend, and I think that's going to be a a really unique challenge for this group um, who has made the field feel smaller versus our team, but at times versus Carolina, the field also started feeling big again, like there was a lot of grass to cover. So it'll be really interesting to see um, how they handle a team that excels at creating space.
1: They do. They excel creating space schematically. You know, Andy Reid does a great job. Eric Bieniemy, that whole staff does a great mm. job of giving Patrick Mahomes a lot of information, and Mahomes obviously is as good as anyone at using it. Um, right. The the speed and quickness makes that a lot easier. Um, that that's ultimate like the ultimate challenge for a defensive back is like the suddenness of, of so many of their receivers. Even without Tyreek Hill, um, yeah. he's he's the best at it. But there's still there's still some talent there. And then, obviously, I think the other thing that you get a lot of work against, potentially, uh, certainly the highest level work in the league against outside of Aaron Rodgers, is any time anything goes off schedule. Like, home's uh, off schedule is a nightmare. And if, you know, that, that is the kind of stuff that has been a problem for this team uh, over the past year uh, on third down is a quarterback scramble, whether it's with their legs picking up a first down, whether it's making a playoff schedule, and it's it's just so often it felt so close. and so i'm I'm excited to see uh, if those situations arise, how this defense handles it. Um, because it is the kind of thing that you're not going to ever find a better look than than that. Uh, you know, as much as Heineke might run around and in, in, in your own training camp, he's not Patrick Mahomes. And so um, the discipline it takes to, to stick with the rules, because th- those aren't free for all situations. There are rules. There are things that are supposed to happen when, when things go off schedule. And to see how how the commander's defense reacts, I think, is, is a nice test before the regular season.
2: Yeah, I think so too, and I think uh, when you watch the again those first eleven plays, like they were he was six for six or something like that, S- seven for seven. He was awesome, and again he did an excellent job of creating a little bit extra space. Not even not even where you'd get into like scramble rules necessarily, but enough extra stuff to kind of be like, you know, that's what makes him special. Just moving a little bit in the pocket, running a little bit to his right, throwing to the the comeback on the outside, and he just did a nice job. And I you know I will say uh, it's also important to note that without um, they do have a lot of speed at the receiver position, but they've kind of they look more pedestrian outside, which is one of the reasons I think they've gone more fullback stuff lately. You know, it'll be interesting to see how much Kelsey plays. He got a lot of targets early and rightfully so. Um, who who matches up with him? I think is a really compelling story. You know, Cam Curl is it Benjamin St. Just? and um, yeah, I'm excited to watch the game. I think it, it presents a really unique challenge, like Kansas City always does in terms of testing rules and. Hopefully they have a little bit of a game plan in and Patrick Mahomes plays, you know, a quarter or you know, a quarter and some in the th- in the second quarter or whatever. Cuz I think that'll this is this will be a really really good test for this group.
1: So, Ron said today that he hopes the commander starters can play basically the entire first half, but with the injury situation, he's not sure if that's that's ultimately going to be how it plays out. Like how much how much do you think they need to play? Like what what would be your strategy going into this game if you're trying to manage it if you're Rivera?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good question, and and the answer is there's no right answer here. Just kind of going off gut. You know, if I put my head coaching hat on, like because we haven't had any joint practices, I probably want to see those guys play a little bit more. But again, like the O line's banged up. Like, could you imagine if they sustained an injury to one of those players? Like, I doubt Chase is going to play. I I wouldn't play Chase right now. Rule yet? I, th- I think you that know?
1: they said that the plan was to play him, but he's on it. He's on a pitch count. Like, pitch count. He'll come right. out before everybody else.
2: Right. Which makes sense because, you know, like, you know, I've talked to some people around the building. They say he's feeling good, but he's not quite there yet. You know, he's still working through. He's coming back from an injury. Right. So I think that's, um, that's important to keep in mind. Like, and then if, if anyone else gets banged up in that group, like you are in some trouble, assuming that you know, West and those other guys are going to be a little bit longer returning. So again, you got to walk that tightrope and maybe I'm looking at the waiver wire or whatever. And maybe there's a couple of the backup guys, like we mentioned, Chris Paul, that you feel like could pop in for some of those veteran people and to make sure everyone stays nice and healthy. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting because I don't want Carson in there if, um, you know, if the o line's not ready to go, like every place I've ever been, the one O-line, plays as long as the starting quarterback does. And so if the one line isn't quite there, how long is Carson actually going to play? You know, and if Chase comes out, I would, imagine, I would imagine, honestly, that Carson might come out when Chase comes out. And maybe you feel comfortable with Ishmael in the center position, but that, to me, that's the million-dollar question. How comfortable do you feel with the O-line and how long do they go? Because if they can't go very long... Then I'm not keeping Carson out there, and then if I'm not keeping Carson out there, why would I keep anybody else out there? You know, running backs and receivers that I want playing football for me in uh, in the season.
1: Right, and so that actually gets to an interesting question too. If like the one offense gets off early and Taylor goes in, especially if the O line is banged up, like Taylor. Is what he is like and and I know he's going to want to work and as a competitor, he's going to want to be out there. And for as much as people got hyped about Sam Howell's performance, which was interesting, getting some of the feedback on your critique of how. Because mm. I and I and I, I tweeted this directly at someone who was like it was there was like it was weird, like Logan it felt like Logan was harsh on how uh, whatever. I was like, No, it's just everyone else was so excited about him and, and Logan's pretty neutral to the tape. Like he just says what he sees on the right. tape. And so if if you're expecting to hear A and the greatest C, that sounds harsh, but it's just like right. no, he's got an elevated level of expertise that can actually tell you why the greatest C, which is why I like doing this podcast twice a week. Um, but <laughs> One thing I was thinking about is basically, like, with Taylor being what he is, a tried, trusted backup, do you try to get Howell some looks with the twos, like, basically your two offense plus your three quarterback, to try to get him some experience so that some of the things he maybe got away with against the threes and fours against right. Carolina, he now can start to understand that's not going to work or are you not really mess with that. Is there too much internal dynamics or no real reason to, because how is going to get reps against the ones all season is the scout team quarterback anyway?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so first off, I want to say that I thought Howell played well, despite those things, you know, like for a guy, a rookie quarterback coming in, despite those other variables, like I'm saying, I think you bring up a good point. Like everyone's, like oh he's the best he should be starting Heineke he didn't play that good so let's just right. put that in some context right right uh, yeah does that make sense like yeah he, totally he would, it's like for his well, first people, debut, people were like
1: they need to talk about him taking Heineke's job and, and I think you were very quick to say like no, like he was he did some really nice things but like yeah. you know.
2: right and so I think the question that you want to navigate here is more one of politics from a coaching standpoint with the Sam Howell situation right Um, do you want to have this conversation on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week, if he does play with the twos? Do you want to have a talk about how he's supplanting Heineke and what they've seen from him? I guarantee you Ron Rivera does not want that to happen. So to avoid that type of thing, and it's not, you know, if 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 you were doing this in a vacuum, if you were doing this in a bubble, free from media and free from external analysis, yes, I would do that. I would put him in. I want to see what he can do. That's what I would do. But because you have to kind of navigate all the other nonsense associated with that decision and say, and then having to answer questions about, well, what are you going to do with Heineke? Da, da, da. And I might be perfectly happy with Heineke. And then I have to navigate Heineke's feelings in the conversation too, right? So I wouldn't do that just from a person standpoint, just from like a human being standpoint. From a football standpoint, yeah, hell yeah. Put him out there. I want to see what he can do. But I yeah. don't want to be answering questions about it for the for the next week until the se- or until the season starts
1: right so not to get ahead of myself but to get ahead of ourselves uh, <laughs> you also have the third preseason game right and yeah, like let them go we, we'll, we'll, uh, what I was going to say is like you've got these injury concerns would you just play how the like you can kind of do this in preseason game three while yeah. not playing. Taylor or Carson at all? Like I would dress Taylor in that third game because you have to have someone ready to go. Unless you like, if you can create a roster spot and bring back Cole Kelly, then sure. But yeah. like, other than that, you dress Heineke. I'd play Howell the entire third preseason game I because think that's I don't, I don't need Heineke to take any extra snaps. Like, I and and it feels weird because you the you go well, why why would you? You wanted to be ready just in case, and you know last year a quarter into the season he's your starter and you're gonna be like whoa we should have got him more snaps but I think the important thing is like making sure he's healthy and he if he's in a good place and has a good week like I would just bench not bench I would I would not dress or not plan to play either of my two top quarterbacks because I know exactly what they are and they're comfortable in the offense and all that and I just give Howell the third and then you can play him with the twos and nobody's gonna say a thing
2: right I think you know, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's what's going to happen anyway. Hire me, you know what someone. I mean? give, yeah. me,
1: give me a job. Besides <laughs> the ones that I get talking into microphones.
2: I, I think that's that's going to happen. That was going to happen regardless. And I think you're going to get a lot of answers, a lot of questions answered about somehow. The only reason to do it this week, again, I'm kind of like just playing devil's advocate, would be you're going to get a little bit more of a game plan defense as opposed to the third preseason game, which is literally just going to be the Wild West. I mean, you've, you've covered. I've played in them. You've covered them. You know how crazy those games get, right? It's just like, we're going to run duo 40 times in this game, or we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, it just, you get weird stuff happening. And it's not, it's not a, it's a good evaluation because you get to see how guys run and hit and do all that stuff. But it's, it's tough because you're not playing. It's, it's a variation of real football at that point. I
1: don't know, though. If, if the Ravens win this week, they're going to be going for 25 straight preseason wins, (laughs) I think will be the number. That streak, they might, they might go all out, Logan.
2: Yeah, it's true. You're right. They might do all out. They might play their starters <laughs> okay in the points. first quarter.
1: <laughs> okay I don't know. I, I
2: don't I don't care about that really. But I, I think it's a good point though. I think I think it's it's you wanna see if fans wanna see Hallimore, you're gonna see a lot of him in the third game. A lot. So get ready for that. If you want to see him in this game, he'll play probably in the fourth quarter. So Yeah.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Anything else to look forward to specifically, like matchups? You know, we obviously talk a lot about this Kansas City offense, but like Washington offense on Kansas City defense, what kind of challenges do they provide? What else are you looking for?
2: Washington uh, Washington offense on Kansas City defense. I'd like to just see Brian Robinson against another defense. You know what I mean? I think, um, you know, Carolina is a good front but not a great front. And, you know, Chris Jones is a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's great inside. Can, they, can this offensive line, this patchwork offensive line, um, get some movement? Create some space. Can Brian Robinson elevate this group the way he elevated the ones? That'll be really interesting to see. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, this defense, like the the receivers, honestly, versus this secondary. I want to see a game plan. I want to see guys guys get targets. I want to see how that looks. And again, this this uh, this coverage shell is kind of similar to what they do here. So I think it should be an easy kind of mental week for the receivers, and they should be very productive. Um, I would say tight ends, but really very few of them will be playing. I think Armani Rodgers and, yeah. uh, and Eli Wolf, who was just signed a couple days ago. So obviously pretty slim pickings there. Um, but yeah, I think that offensively, that's what I want to see. Defensively, I think the thing to see is discipline from the pass rush. How disciplined can those guys be? Because they look great against Carolina, but you know Baker Mayfield was able to get out of the pocket quite a bit. Can they be disciplined? Can they kind of squash that narrative from last year of like a lack of maturity when it comes to pass rush. That's what I want to see. I think they can do it. And then can we get some uh, some stuff cleaned up on third down? Some of those things we talked about, I'd like to see that as well, just in terms of getting Benjamin St. Juiced out there. How does that affect this defense? How does that affect that nickel position? Do they get much more productive? Because in camp when he's playing, they have been much more productive.
1: Yeah. I, that That is something that I think made me sleep a little bit easier on the third down stuff was – like They like to go man a ton on third down, and yeah. when you go man, the men matter. And uh, yep. Danny Johnson, compared to Benjamin St. Juice, we all do respect Danny, who's a great guy. Uh, I covered him for a couple of years. Uh, always a great guy to talk to. Uh, he's a fringe roster guy and has been his whole career. And Benjamin St. Juice is a guy we think would be pretty freaking good as right. a nickel corner. So um, that'll be interesting to watch. Of course, you can watch Logan on the sidelines. Uh, what's your game plan? You got you got your, your notes. You're ready to go. You, you've been there before now. Like...
2: We're, yeah we're I'm, I'm ready to go I was actually just gonna it was funny when you mentioned that I was like I gotta email my producer for the list of interview names so I can start doing my prep on that because like yeah, how do you find all those little things you gotta prep it, prep it out yep. so get that taken care of and uh, yeah I'm excited it be interesting to go to Kansas City and not play a football game you know, yep. like this will you be got the first your time ever. Spot picked out. <laughs> I don't know anything. You you said you're gonna text me some spots. So yeah, we'll uh, we
1: got we can go either Q39 or Joe's. Those are my two favorites. But you basically can't go wrong. Uh, I had Damon mendelara CBS Sports Radio, who's a great friend of mine, uh, and used to work in Kansas City. On the other day, and he had a great way to put it. He's like, basically, you can go to other cities and get great barbecue. You they have their all star whatever. Kansas City is yeah. the only one. That like they have a rotation full of Cy Young pitchers. Like everywhere <laughs> you go is the best barbecue you've ever had. There's a couple best of the best. I'll text them to you so you don't have to remember them. But Thank uh, you, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so we will talk to Logan when he is full of barbecue and has another game under his belt uh, on Monday. Uh, this here podcast called Take Command. Make sure that you subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and we come to you Mondays and Thursdays. We will have two episodes for you next week. Uh, We'll peel back the curtain here, record regularly on Monday. Logan and I are also going to record something on Wednesday before I head out. Uh, and then and then I'll be out the next week because uh, I'm gonna go get married. So look, uh, at, you. look at me. Uh, so we will we will have our two regular episodes next week. There will be two the week after as well. I just won't be on them. And then we'll be back and better than ever, ready to go during the regular season. Uh, have a great call, uh, Logan, and we'll see you back here Monday on Take Back.